Well, Biden administration officials should stop chasing after their Chinese communist counterparts like love-struck teenagers. It's embarrassing and it's pathetic. In fact, it projects weakness to China. It encourages them to do things like buzz our aircraft or come within a few hundred yards of our ships. It encourages them to send, spend, send spy balloons floating all across America. All three of those things have happened, two of them in the last few days. I don't know if you've seen the video of that Chinese warship going right in front of one of our ships, and we had to slow down to avoid collision. They said, yeah, you better stay out of our waters, is what they said. Uh, the Chinese did. And uh, what the heck is, what are they What are they up to? What's their goal? That and the Ukraine situation as well. Uh, a couple of topics to discuss with military analyst Mike Lyons, served in the United States military all over the world and is now uh, on CNN, among other places. Mike, uh, great to talk to you. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Great to be with you. What so is their goal? What, yeah, what are they trying to accomplish by constantly jabbing us in the chest? I mean, the Chinese. Um, well, first yeah. of all, they don't believe that the water between um, China and Taiwan is international. They believe it's theirs. And so they've not signed up to that treaty. So they think any time the United States drives a, a destroyer with a frigate from uh, Canada, actually, it's two ships traveling together. So they're on deployment. They're fully stocked. That, that, that warship is fully loaded with you know, cruise missiles, the whole thing. Um, yeah, they don't, they don't believe that that's their international water, and so this is their way of, of trying to make that point. Now, the rest of the world does, thinks that it's international water. And what they did was, you know, they did kind of a serpentine in front of a warship going, you know, 10 to 15 knots that had to slow down, that had to alter its course. So not abiding by the rules of the, of the sea and all those things that go with it. Um, you know, this, their way of sending a message, I mean, there's no other way to put it, but it's just a really dumb thing because this is, you know, how wars start and how bad things happen in that part of the world. Well, do we keep, if they do it again, do we keep slowing down or what, what, how do we react? Yeah, it's a game of chicken. I don't think we're going to knock into. Uh, we're going to. We're not going to hit another ship on purpose. I don't. I don't see that. That would not be. That'd be a catastrophe in in that region, given what what you know the the environmental impact alone of what would happen there. Uh, potentially, you know, two warships sinking. I can't, yeah, I can't imagine that happening. So we're going to just we'll, we'll monitor, watch the situation. Uh, you know, the Navy now has taken tremendous precautions in that part of the world when it comes to not hitting other ships, right, from the Fitzgerald and the McCain. Mm-hmm took place a couple years ago, right? So, you know, there's people on the watch, there's people, there's radar, there's all kinds of signals that are going out there. I, I personally think what we're going to do is send more ships. We're going we're gonna to have more uh, uh, things go in there and have planes and have other things that are going to um, support them because what they're doing is keeping a shipping lane open, uh, supporting our allies that are there. So we're not, we're not going to back down, I think, at all. So let's turn to Ukraine, Mike. Uh, the attacks have intensified. Is this the beginning of the counteroffensive? What's your uh, take on the situation? Yeah, I know. I'm the only guy in the world saying this is not a counteroffensive. I, I mean, I, what, I can't even figure out the definition of a counteroffensive is anymore. So a counteroffensive in history is the Battle of the Bulge on both sides. The Germans take 30 divisions and they go one direction, and the United States takes a counteroffensive and goes in the other direction. Um, the, the President Zelensky admits to the Wall Street Journal that they don't even control the airspace in the forward areas. I don't know how in the world they think they're going to have any kind of successful counteroffensive. Not all the Abrams tanks are there. There isn't bridging equipment that's there. There's not a F-16 in sight that's going to show up at least for 12 to 18 months. So, so the messaging is kind of weird. And then on the other side, you got the Ministry of Defense now releasing this Twitter feed about keeping the plan silent. Well, you got your president talking about the counteroffensive is going to start, and you have the, the soldiers <laughs> on the ground saying to be quiet. So the, the messaging is way off when it comes to what exactly is going on right there. I, I, it, and then this morning you have the Russians say that they defeated 
a Ukraine offensive operation in Donetsk, exactly where the counteroffensive could take place, um, and they, they wiped out a bunch of Ukrainian soldiers. So I, I'm not sure what's going on. I can tell you this. There's not a counteroffensive going on based on my definition of counteroffensive, which is a large number of troops with a lot of equipment that's going to do an offensive operation that's going to ma- you know, matter. It's going to mean something. That's not happening anytime in Ukraine anytime soon. Well, the Washington Post, I think it was, had a big story yesterday about how NATO has been training all these Ukrainian troops in the latest, mm-hmm. greatest tactics we have on uh, a lot of the best yep. weapons that we've given them and all that sort of stuff, and they're yeah. ready to go with a modern American-like attack. You don't mm-hmm. think so, or what? Yeah, but the, the, the equipment's not there yet. The, the tank crews are still in Grafenvier. They're still training. Uh, they, don't, they won't see M1 tanks. They won't see the Abrams tanks. They're saying for 12 weeks. Uh, you know, not, And again, until that level of equipment shows up, that level of survivability, and they're, they're only sending 30. They need 400 uh, to, to, in order to, 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 to make any kind of impact, um, unless they've got other information I don't have. So, like, for example, again, we've talked about this area in the south. Staying on the right side of the of the Dnieper River, if they can if they can navigate that, maybe they think they're going to get twenty or thirty thousand Russian soldiers to surrender. I don't I don't know, but and turn around and threaten Crimea. But but there doesn't appear to be the material in the region in order to conduct the counteroffensive. Considering the fact that Russia has been digging in in some of those areas since twenty fourteen, that the Donetsk, for example, that has been Russia controlled since twenty fourteen. It's not like. They've just shown up there, and they've been planning the defense there for the last almost eight years. Wow, that is so interesting. So obviously, you know, the cavalry and the the, the foot soldiers and and artillery just isn't going to cut it. You're saying? No, no, no. It's got to be a combined arms force. Uh, you've got to control the air. Have some assets coming from the air. You bring artillery, you bring uh, infantry fighting vehicles, M1 tanks for shock effect, um, ha- have bridging equipment. There, there's, you know, they have the home field advantage. They know where the obstacles are. That's, that's why I think Russia got backed up in Bakhmut because they didn't, they didn't, couldn't cross basic rivers and they couldn't n- n- navigate basic obstacles there. Um, but but uh, you got to have all that stuff in order to move quickly, which is the definition of a counteroffensive. So which, again, I, I don't know the definition what the Ukraine government is using for a counteroffensive because if they think that that's a counteroffensive, what they're doing right now, it's just, it's, they're going to still, using my favorite term, wallow in Novocaine. They're not going to move anywhere. They're not going to get off the snide one bit. Well, so I, I be, I've been thinking about it like um, I remember when the Iraq war was going to start and they were talking about shock and awe. And leading right. up to it, there'd be a little thing here or there in various places in Iraq, and the media would say, was that the beginning of shock and awe? And they'd say, no, when it starts, you'll know. And I was kind of thinking that this giant counteroffensive will be like that. When it starts, we'll know, but you're you're not certain that that's the way it's going to roll out. No, I, I don't know what they don't have the baton to start it with. They don't have the they don't have the mass of of weaponry to start it like that. Just, again, it's just not there. So what, unless it's something else, I don't know what it could be. There's no other way unless they're just saying yep, the counteroffensive is started. But okay, let's see it. But the, all they do then is set themselves up for failure because they really are poking the bear here. I mean, you use that term, right? That they it just makes no sense for them to say that on any level until it's actually going to start. Interesting. Military analyst Mike Alliance. Mike, thanks so much for the perspective. Good to talk to you. Great, guys. Thanks for having me. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com podcast. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.